0: Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 1 Episode 1, it is simply titled Chapter 1. And as the first episode so we'll start spoiler free and give you a warning before we get into the spoilers somewhere in the middle. This is the new Star Wars show, if that's the first Star Wars show, I mean, not count animated obviously.
1: Yeah, live action.
0: It's the, the first, it's the first of its kind. It's also the first big show from Disney Plus or... That's the name, right? Disney the plus. I'm not it's, sure. it's Disney plus, yeah. Yeah, uh, just I just second Well, because Apple's plus as well. I just I was second guessing myself that that it was Disney. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they were the something. first one to say to, to come out and go. We're going to be a plus. Apple just kind of released before they did. Well, it's old hat
0: now. So here we are. New Star Wars show. Um, based on well, not based on but like centered around the Mandalorian, which apparently is Boba Fett's whole. Like
1: race, kind of.
0: <laughs> okay, so clearly, just to sort of set up the uh, where we're coming from here, um, I I am uh, I like the original trilogy of Star Wars. I'm not particularly fussed about the mythology. Don't really care about Jedi. Um, have not been particularly excited about having tons of Star Wars things in the last few years. Uh, Connor, on the other hand, over there is a super Star Wars fan. Who's seen all the animated shows and can tell you the make and model of every weapon that's probably used. Oh, um, I wish. He reads all the Star Wars comics. I mean, even that response, I wish. No, I don't wish. Don't wish for that. Uh,
1: I I read all the, the comics. I've read all of the new books and probably two-thirds or so of the, the old uh, you know, expanded universe stuff.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Carl's a loser, and he's here to
1: represent... Um, that portion of the audience. I'm not gonna fight you too hard. Someone to turns to me and goes, "Connor, you're a nerd." Like, yes, you're a nerd. thank you. Oh dear. So naturally, we had very
0: different uh, levels of hype. Uh,
1: I I am literally wearing a Mandalorian t-shirt. Yes, that I bought. You know, t- two weeks ago at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we have Pedro Pascal in the lead role, uh, the unnamed Mandalorian. I, I'm assuming that's a thing, is that Mandalorians don't really go around with names.
1: No, no, not at all. A lot of them do.
0: Oh no, do, no. okay. Because kind of, yeah. they, they just call him Mando, which is just like... M- Mando is, yeah... If, if it's just short for Mandalorian, I assume.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it would like be just calling you... Oi, Scott.
0: That's weird. Scott's an actual name, though. That's weird. Don't do it that. It is, it
1: is. <laughs> but... You get the point.
0: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we got uh, Carol Wells on here. Uh, we have Werner Herzog, who's an interesting bit of casting. Uh, interesting interview he put out today, actually, about it how really was. he'd never yeah. seen any of the Star Wars
1: films, and that no one should be upset about that. He just likes to read more than I watch these films. Yeah, he was saying he only watches, like, three or four films a year total, so... Which, like, is, really, you know,
0: it... which is really funny, given it, the dude's made, like, you know, 30, 40 movies or whatever in his career.
1: I I uh, it's weird, you know. He had to preface that by going, "Hey, no, 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 look, I've not seen it, but don't take that personally." Uh, there's a sh- shitload I've not seen. Well, he has to anyway. He's,
0: he's there to play a role, like.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he spoke in the interview how you know he he was given all the information he needed for the role, and I think that's fine, right?
0: Yeah, he's, just, he's there to play a role. He doesn't need any anything else. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, in terms of spoiler-free premise, is a bounty hunter and he's collecting bounties he you know we sort of start off kind of like your you are know, like a superhero show where you get sort of the tail end of a previous bounty that kind of opens up as you're you're cold open to sort of set up who he is and then he gets a new bounty which becomes the plot of the episode and sort of leading into presumably the rest of the season and that's it that's all i can say everything else uh will leave for spoilers but uh that's basically the gist of it so i mean i feel like i'm expecting a, a response here but uh Connor, did you enjoy episode one of the mandalorian
1: unsurprisingly yes a lot <laughs> I, I, okay here's the thing i went into this being promised a a western i was given a western i'm quite happy with that hmm? yeah there, there was an exp you know there's a slight chance that they kind of build it on hey we're doing a western because all, all the, the the advertising was definitely kind of uh leaning in that direction and there was there was a chance you get into this and they're like you oh, it's not actually a western we are just kind of there's a few trappings here or there but the Mandalorian is straight up the man with no name. Yeah, you know, it, it it is a western, um, so I, I appreciate that. I, mm. I, I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Although contrary to uh, uh, the you know the sort of myth that's been built up around the man with no name, he's actually named in at least one of those three movies, if not two of them. So, yeah, <laughs> so he actually does have a name. It's just,
1: hey, to be fair. This Mandalorian probably has a name too, and we might learn it at some point. Oh, sure, yeah.
0: That's, that's the whole thing. It's the, 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 the Judge Dredd thing here. He never takes his mask off. He never takes his helmet off. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure if the show runs long enough, it'll happen.
1: I Honestly, I think there was a tease of it happening in the trailer uh, in a specific mm. moment with another character. Um, And I discussed this with someone else. I said, I don't want it taken off willy-nilly. You know, I just, all over the place. We, if there's a we... moment that makes sense for it in context, I'm okay with it occasionally. Very, very occasionally.
0: What they should do is do the whole uh, Wilson from Home Improvement thing where whenever he's got his helmet off, we never get to see his face. There's always something obscuring his face. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll be okay uh, with that.
0: They should do that. Uh, so, as much as to the, the, the more interesting answer, perhaps, is if I uh, thought anything of it. Um... It's not bad. It's
1: uh, more positive than you've been on uh, uh, anything uh, else I mean, Star that, that's, that's Wars you. I've,
0: I've got a couple of problems, but um, it typically looks pretty good. Um, yeah. I liked it tonally. It feels very different to any other Star Wars thing I've seen. Um, you know, one or two things I could have done without. I, I thought there was, another, there was a second Mandalorian at one point, and it was really bugging me. This is, this is not a real complaint. I'm just pointing this out. This is what my thought process was, is that her mask look like, like mask. And all I could think about was Aries. Like, why is he here to see Aries? What's happening?
1: <laughs> I, I get that. Again, that's not really a fair complaint. Oh, I said that. Again. It's not a complaint. I just, no, I know. No, I was agreeing with you. I mean, uh, but I can see
0: it. Yeah, you know, the action's pretty good. It looks obviously very high production value. It's probably one of the most expensive shows I've ever, goddamn made. Um, surprisingly sharp.
1: Uh, yeah, only thirty-eight minutes. Uh, and, it felt tight. Uh, and, and I kind the, of appreciate that.
0: The final credits though was like a good, solid three minutes. So I mean, in terms of content, this is like thirty-five minutes. It's not a long show, and maybe that'll vary episode to episode. Maybe episode two will be like fifty minutes, and it's whatever. But
1: it, it might well. But I mean, e- even at you know, if they are thirty-five minutes ish a piece, eight episodes, that's you know, good. You know, four to five hours worth of content we'll be getting. I
0: think. I've got a couple of specific problems that I'll get to in the spoilers, but I think my potentially biggest problem, and but this is very, again, it's it, it's, it's only relevant depending on what happens going forward, but from this first episode alone, because they're doing the whole masked hero sort of story, it doesn't say a whole lot thing, it's really hard to care about him as of yet.
1: Oh, it absolutely is. I agree.
0: Right? And... I actually thought it was a moment at the end because I, I actually thought because I, I sort of realized that the moment that was happening at the end is okay, it's about to end, and I thought this was going to be the one emotional point in the whole thing where he makes a choice that makes us like him, that shows us that he has some kind of moral base or some sort. But then it didn't happen exactly as I thought it was going to, and then it was okay. It's still kind of murky. It's um, interesting.
1: We'll, we'll get into into it, later, but there yeah. is a there is a choice made, but motivations are suspect.
0: Yes. So it's hard because I, I was sort of halfway through. I was going, yeah. You know, I, I I can appreciate the whole. Like the 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 silent badass, I can appreciate all that. But normally, when you see that in a movie, it's a two-hour movie, and you know there'll be a time by the end of Act One. Usually, where there's a hint of humanity. There's a hint of something. Or you compare it to the Man with No Name from from the you know the, that that trilogy. You know Clint Eastwood. Like another big difference there is that he you can't see his face. You can see some things here or there. You can see maybe he yeah. stands for something. You know, there's at least some kind of raw. You I know, agree motivation and so far there is nothing to go on from this character as to, the, the only thing I can tell you about him so far is that he doesn't like droids, that is the only character um, detail I can give you
1: I have a couple more little things that I can uh, glean that, that I, I feel like that are there and I am not think I'm reaching for these but and we'll get into those sure. in the spoiler section
0: but uh, yeah uh, there's also there's like one little flashback moment uh, this is like one of the specific moments I didn't like uh, yeah,
1: no I, I'm, I'm actually with you on this one
0: there's a really cheesy kind of like flashback to his childhood kind of moment where there's like yeah there was a war or something and he's easy and he's a child and his mum's like running away
1: with him or something like it's like it's doing that kind of thing um yeah I'm, I'm actually going to agree with you on that uh the flashback kind of felt a bit off uh could have done without that
0: yeah and then there's one moment as well um where he didn't speak a lot, of course, uh, and to be honest, when he did speak, for the most part, I was kind of into what he was saying; it was kind of working for me. But there was one line I hated that made me roll my eyes, and it, there was a sort of standoff moment where someone points out it's four against one, and he just goes, "I like those odds," and I'm like, "Piss off! That is cheesy garbage. Yeah, that try <laughs> to make him sound cool. That this is the this is the lame person trying to sound cool like they're a badass."
1: If if, if, if uh. If I was going to defend this, I'm not. It is cheesy badass, and uh, I'm okay with that personally. But if I, if I wanted to give you a a reason why he would say that, that would maybe make you feel better. Mm-hmm. He's he doesn't believe it. He's just saying it to to intimidate them, and and, and maybe they'll back down, thinking, "Shit, does he actually think he's this good?" Uh, but here's the problem. Here's the problem.
0: And this is a compliment to the show. Actually, what I'm about to say is the reason because. In the very cheesy tone, this could play and work okay, and I'd be like, "Yeah, this fits the tone of what I'm watching. It's fine. Maybe I'd even smell at it." The problem here is that it's jarring because it's so quiet and methodical in what it's doing up until this point that it really took me out of the scene because I was like, "Wait a minute, he's cheesy now all of a sudden." Whereas before, they were they were doing a bit of a calmer,
1: more laid back. Uh, no, I don't. Kind of it's it's. I didn't hate it as much as you did. Don't be wrong, um, but. Yeah, it's it's one of the weaker lines in the episode.
0: But those are those are my only real complaints. The the big, the the character like caring about him is the big one because that's the thing that could
1: be a crutch for the whole thing potentially. If it could, Um, if it's at this point, you kind of want to give it the benefit of the doubt that there will be, you know, okay, probably it kind of has to be by the end of the second episode. I think that there's something there.
0: Well, that's the thing. You get to the end of this episode and it does what it does in the plot, and it feels kind of like okay, I can see this being the opening, like you know, the end of the like the fifteen minute mark in a movie. And we're just about to maybe get to the part where we, we kind of learn a bit about, you know, how he thinks and how he operates based on how he responds to what he's, you know, he's just discovered. But, you know, because it's a first episode, because it is, you know, it's this, this you know, part of an episodic thing. And normally episode ones have to tick so many boxes by the end of the first episode. They have to try and hook us. They have to try and introduce a few, at least elements of the show to keep us coming back, if not everything. And... It kind of doesn't do some of those things, but it doesn't actually do
1: it in a way where it's like the quality is bad as it's not doing them. It just kind of just doesn't do a lot I, of it. I actually think this is an interesting angle to talk about because you're right. It doesn't do a lot of those things. And I think the reason why it's it's getting away with it uh, to the to, to the, the people, you know, the, the public is it's Star Wars. They're going to come back for the second one. Generally speaking, most people who signed up for Disney Plus today to watch this are probably going to watch the second one on Friday. You know, unless they thought this was terrible. But I'm not saying I'm not saying that's a good thing. (laughs) That should not give them a pass. I hear it. (laughs) No, I agree. I'm I'm not. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not defending it for that. I'm saying I assume, assume that was their thought process which is why they think they can get away with this. And I think they will get away with it because because it's Star Wars. But that doesn't mean they should.
0: Where's my gif of Jesse from Breaking Bad? He can't keep getting away with this. Where's my gif? I need Um, that right now. Um, And that's directed at, I don't know, Captain Candy, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Who's in charge?
1: I think Favreau is show running with Feloni. He's show
0: running, or? yeah. So I mean, I guess, but he's not done anything yet to piss me off. This is his first affair. This, I suppose, if we're counting this.
1: Yeah, so it's a bit unfair, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, your boy Dave Feloni directed the uh the episode in question. Yeah. There's a
1: there's a bunch of notable directors uh for the for the season.
0: Actually, something else I want to talk about. And this is going to sound like a negative point, and I actually don't mean it to be. I want to make this clear. I'm not going to. Okay. St- what, what I'm about to say is not meant to sound like a ne- negative, even though normally when i say this as a negative this is more about how kind of unique this feels g- compared to other tv shows and then it doesn't really feel like a tv show and not just cuz it looks expensive and not just cuz it's in 2.35 to 1 which by the pacing way pacing is yeah i respect the aspect ratio okay oh, I, <laughs> I, I, ex- you did. I respect <laughs> I turned
1: it and i was like oh right one point for the positive
0: for <laughs> right but i i saw some people online uh say it felt a bit like a fan film at times right and Normally when I say that about something, it is an insult. It's kind of like, hey, this feels like, like hell, I've said about the Star Wars movies, right? I've said that, you know, people yeah, who are making yeah. Star Wars films now are, are people who grew up with it and it kind of feels like a second. And uh, hell, I even said that about the new Terminator movie. like, And I didn't hate that, but like, it does have a kind of a fan-film feel to it because it's, it's it's made so much ty- much many years later. The people yeah. making it are determined to like put in lots of things they like about the franchise so it has all these references to things, you know, whether it be visual or plot reasons or, or whatever, whatever, right? Um, And there's a lot of that in this. So there's definitely, you know, things that pop up from the world that you know
1: sure nothing I, well personally I don't think there was anything too egregious uh, even compared to some of the other Star Wars movies lately. It,
0: it wasn't too bad there was you know, there was one or two things you could have just done without and it would have been fine yeah right? sure um, but whatever like, I, I don't think this is actually that bad I, I think Rogue One is absolutely terrible for that I hate that movie oh, it's, for...
1: it's in comparison way yeah. way worse for that
0: Um, you know I, I have a very extreme thoughts you on Rogue One
1: I, at work today I had to not not hate Rogue One, but someone tried to tell me it was like the second best Star Wars film. Out of <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. I'm, I'm sorry, mate. Look, it's just not. <laughs> and you're like, how can you say that?
0: The Christmas special exists. Of course it's not the he, second he, he, best. He
1: was like, so, so, you know, let, let's go through rankings. And he was going through them and he was doing his. And he had Rogue One second and he was debating whether Last Jedi goes above or below attack of the clones for the, the last <laughs> place and that's it and i'm like what i mean i know people don't like that movie but below phantom menace and attack of the clones come on nothing's below attack of the
0: clones attack of the clones is by far the worst one i mean I've se- i say i say that having not seen solo but i'm going to assume solo's better than attack of the clones because it's hard not to be
1: it's um, <laughs> just a certain
0: bar right right um but anyway, what i was saying is that so so fan film sort of feeling right and as I was watching I was kind of feeling this. it was it was you know about a third into it I was kind of like by the time he sort of gets back to like the whatever planet he goes to after the first little bit and he was going to meet people he goes to meet Carol Wellers and I was sort of thinking to myself there's something kind of weird feeling about this and Joey you know feels like I wasn't necessarily thinking fan film although I can see that, that comparison it, it felt like a short film and mm. it and I was getting this short film, almost like, cause it almost felt like, even though obviously it's going to continue, and obviously there's a bit at the end that kind of says, okay, here's what the story's going to be about, whatever, it kind of felt like, from the first minute, that there was no intention for this to last beyond whatever this was. It kind of felt that way. And it felt like, either a, a short film, or maybe like something like, you know how like Marvel did the, those one-shot little shorts they put on the, the the Blu-rays and stuff? It had that kind of feeling to it. It was weird.
1: No, I, I kind of get what you mean. It fe- like Especially that opening section. Yeah, I feel like it could... was. If it almost felt like, yeah, like
0: the ending, you know, when eventually he's on the ship, and I won't spoil how it ends. We'll talk about that in spoilers, but it almost felt like that could be the end of the short film, and that's that's your, that's your ten minute short film. Someone... And
1: a very enjoyable short film.
0: Yeah, they put a lot of money into it. They wanted to do just an example of here's a Mandalorian doing a bounty job, and that's the whole thing. And it felt that way to me. And it just kept going. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not really complaining about this because it 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 was very good. It looks like it looks like a film, which is a compliment. But it did have this weird feeling to it where I'm like, this doesn't feel like I a, a think it's made to it continue. It feels like it's made to it just
1: be what it is. No, I get that. It feels very uh, discon. I mean, don't get me wrong. Later on, it does become okay. We tie back to it. Those things are yeah. still relevant. But in the moment, it feels like this is very separate from whatever's going to happen next. It, it it does feel like kind of what it is. Right. This is the end of a previous job, and then the show doesn't really start until we. You know, until he's given the new job, which is part of I think why it felt like a fan movie. And again, I don't mean that as a complaint, because normally when I
0: bring that up, it's usually because I'm talking, I'm complaining about how it was written, because they're they're obsessed with putting certain things in there or wh- or whatever, right? Um, what I mean in this case, it just it kind of feels like, like you say, it's at the end of the this 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 job. And it feels like when you're making a fan film, because, okay, you may, ha- it may you may, do your best to make it look expensive, but ultimately, you've got 10 minutes, you've got X amount of money, you have to pick what you can show, and it felt so specific, okay, we'll have a scene in the bar, we'll have a scene on his ship, and we'll have, like, you know, the little bit of a, a ride tour there, but it felt so specific and kind of like, if you were making a fan movie and you had a limited budget, you can make, you know, two or three things look really good, so you pick your spots very carefully and say, this is what I'm going to do to make it feel like it's part of a bigger thing, but not really.
1: Yeah, I know. I I don't actually disagree with any of this. Like I was really into it. Like you know, when I'm watching it, it's all really good stuff this opening I thought. And engrossing on a on a visual level. Um if not a story level. It's you know, the story's kind of non-existent at this point because it is just a, a character introduction. Yeah. Um but on a visual level, I was kind of just into it, you know, all the the long slow shots. Uh, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm I'm feeling this. Um I, it, it was it was setting the tone, I I guess uh, is is the purpose of it, but it did feel very disconnected, and and I I can kind of see what you're getting as, as a as a short film of its own. And I don't know,
0: I don't know if it's just because like so many people have tried to make Star Wars short films. I don't know if it's just because this franchise is particularly known for it. I don't know if it, but like, it just I don't know. It felt like it ended, <laughs> like I felt there was an ending, because um, there was a big sort of thing it references at the you know the end of this little section, and I was like, okay, there's your big like you know reference to pop the crowd at the end, and then cut to black. You know, this has been yeah, a little experimental fan film to So, a proof of concept almost. It, it, it almost wouldn't shock me if they went and shot this as its own little thing to prove to Disney, hey, we can make this a show. Here's our little proof of concept film. And then added onto it. It onto something, yeah. You know, it almost feels like that. And i must say it definitely was. The case, but...
1: If that is the case, um, I mean, it could have gone worse. Yeah, uh, so.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's actually not bad. It looks good. Uh, the music is fantastic.
1: Good uh music's a little bit different than normal uh, which is nice it's, uh, it's actually a lot of synth play on um any stuff uh it, harmonically it's it's really interesting the the stuff it's doing it is played like a western not like a star wars stuff there, there was one beat that they played uh weirdly they played the, the exact same uh sequence as uh kylo ren's theme which threw me for a loop when i heard that I was like what the hell are we doing here? Were you disappointed it wasn't League of Assassins theme? <laughs> Very good, um, but just it just threw me. I was like, "What? Like that's 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 Kylo Ren's theme? Why are you playing that here? What's going on?" And and it had nothing to do with anything. It was just obviously a coincidence. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a shame that the, the thing I was most excited about was Werner Herzog, and his scene almost ended up just being the worst because a) it had that stupid, you know, cheesy line that I was complaining about. Um, and also he had a lot of stormtroopers kicking about and I I kind of feel like they were just there because hey visual thing you reckon I I feel like of all the things in this that reference like a a moment or a costume or a thing from Star Wars this was the one that felt like these are maybe stormtroopers
1: I I personally liked it because for me I think it told me something Uh, one of two things because okay uh, time period again we're five-ish years after after Jedi so the Empire is kind of you know gone now it's just Mm -hmm. stragglers uh, so it's one of two th- options. Uh, these stormtroopers kept their uniform and they hire themselves out, right? You know, and they're kind of as protection. You know, they're, they're, that's kind of their service here. Sure. Yeah. Or more likely, uh, Herzog's character, uh, I think, who was just referred to as the client, is actually ex-empire and probably was someone not like super high up, but with a bit of pull in the empire. And this is kind of you know he, the, the the little crew he's managed to you know keep hold of. Um, which I think it, for me is is actually e- interesting as a character be- as to to establish who he is, which is why the stormtroopers for me uh, worked.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, I, do you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I did kind of like forget when this was supposed to be set <laughs> when I was watching this, um, yeah. and it wasn't until they started mentioning a few things. I was like, oh, it's after six. Okay, it's after Jedi. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't sure. I
1: genuinely wasn't sure. Um, no, that's fair. But I I think what is is good there is that you went in. Not really being sure, and you know, you you came out sure. knowing maybe not exactly five years, but you knew roughly enough to to understand the context. Yeah,
0: after a couple of minutes, I realised that I'd forgotten when it was set, and I knew it was either between six and seven or th- or three and four, and I couldn't remember which one it was. Mm. But Obviously, it kind and of, then it reminded it, it clarified you. Yeah. it as it went on. It did, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess we'll give the spoiler warning, full spoilers uh, for for uh, episode one of The Mandalorian I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers um, these are producers at Patreon who are at the $20 tier or above uh, so thanks to David Shaw Alison M. Fortas, Cindy Palacios Tyler Hess and Talking Superman and they all do that over at patreon.com slash TV. we can support everything we do and keep all the content coming for as little as $1 per month and you get a bunch of bonuses extra sort of cut deleted tangents and uh, bonus episodes of some of the movie podcasts we do so go and have a look if you want and uh, yeah thanks to them once again uh, so, few spoilers for the Mandalorian. Okay, so yeah, opening he's here you he get this this blue guy. He uh, takes on the bar full of people. It's exactly the sort of thing you'd expect in a western. Um, yeah. I mean, hell's the the second episode sort of Firefly. Kind of, I mean, it's not a bounty, but like, it's a bar fight. Like it opens with a bar it, fight. No, it is. This is
1: very traditional, right?
0: It's, and it's standard. And the, the point. And he takes this guy. It sets up. Hey, here's a you know because uh he's got like one line in the first like you know
1: five or ten minutes
0: yeah but uh, i say five because he does have one on line he also says no droids when he's getting the the vehicle oh that's true you're right so but his first line is um you can i can either take you in cold or warm or something to that effect yeah it's your choice and he's got his gun ready uh and he's like oh, okay yeah sure <laughs> um if i
1: love pretty good too he cut the dude in half through the door
0: yeah, yeah. Notably, cut away before we saw him actually did, slice, but, yeah. but...
1: that's uh, that's Disney for you. But hey, I appreciate the fact that you know it's happened, and, and you know that's good enough for me.
0: Uh, yeah, but part of me is obviously, yeah. But what about the R-rated version of this? We're actually get to see the body split in half, and
1: yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. That intestines. would have been like that would have been even better. I'm not, I'm not arguing.
0: Uh, so you know, he grabs them and they're getting a, a the speeder to go to his ship, um, and there's a giant monster under the ice. Um, which is a fun little sequence, I suppose. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe this is one of the things that make you feel a bit fan filmy because this really doesn't really serve that much purpose, other than just giving an exciting entrance onto the ship. Because ultimately, like, I mean, this might, may, maybe this this monster, maybe we'll be back to this planet later in the season. So maybe it'll be good that we've established this already.
1: Could be. Um. On the but, other hand, it, it does on some level feel like we wanted some action-y piece to kick off the show.
0: Yes, but that's just the purpose on its own. It doesn't really relate to anything. Whereas at least the, the fight in the bar scene, it's like, oh yes, he's here for his bounty, uh, which sets up you know him going back to who. Because obviously the ending of this is the guy, the alien goes downstairs and he finds all the carbonate, uh, you know, prisons if you want whatever you call them.
1: Carbonate.
0: Carbonate. Sorry, carbonate. Carbonate is the Star Trek thing, the carbonate maneuver. Yes, carbonate.
1: That's the only reason I actually corrected you. Usually, I'd have let that slide. Um,
0: but it's a different thing. It's
1: actually it a is thing. a different
0: thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but hey, look, Carbonite maneuvers an episode of Star Trek. I like. Okay, <laughs> and the word's yeah, are very similar. Was
1: a pretty good episode.
0: Yeah. But yes, Carbonite. Sorry. Um, so you know, he—it's it's, it's almost like a horror short. This is all that makes it like a short film. If you're making a horror movie short, you end it with the real the character realization that they're, they're screwed. And that's kind of what yeah. that says. Is he sees these, these these carbonate things, and he's like, you know, and he's standing behind them. It's like a horror villain. He's like right behind them. He's like, nope, sorry. <laughs> it's like yeah. there you it go. He just chucks him in. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's that's kind of the end of that segment. He goes to see Carl Weathers, and he's, we you know, we find out the the the, the currencies try to use. This is one of the things that sort of told me when it was set because he's talking about how the uh, the imperial currency is no longer technically valid, although apparently it's still accepted because he says it still spends. But he's like, no, no, I'm not accepting that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I assume it was massively devalued, though. Uh you would think. So he pays him some other stuff. Um, the jobs aren't too good to be here. Uh, you know, the jobs are kind of cheap. Uh, nothing too exciting. And... Yeah, this
1: is. Um, they're talking about hey, Okay, so he's part of the the bounty hunters guild, and the guild charges higher rates than you know than independents, the freelancers, mm-hmm. and people are go you know being cheap at the minute and go into the freelancers instead.
0: Yeah, so he's like he hears about this job. that's off the books. This this freelance job, uh, which turns out to be Werner Herzog, and we get the whole standoff thing that I complained about. And not a whole lot in here for me. It was mainly just okay. I can't really tell you who it is you're looking for, but we do want him alive, or I don't know if you even said him, but like we we want the person alive. We want the the target alive. Uh, yes. And, and then
1: is- Herzog's like, but but you know, I understand. Thing things can get messy, so. If something goes wrong and, and you know the, the tie has to come in, you know dead, well, we'll we'll only give you half. Yeah, the scientist is not happy about this. He's like, no, 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 alive, alive, we need them alive. Yeah, uh, just to point out as well, what he's being paid in here um, is this, you know, uh, Beskar steel, which is uh, you know what a lot of Mandalorian armor is made of. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. it's important in context here because uh, it sets up another scene. He gives him a small bit as a as a down payment and says, "Hey, I've got a, a shitload more of that when you do the job." Yeah, because
0: he takes yeah. this and he goes and uh, to the other Mandalorian, the, the lady one, and she melts it down and builds him a shoulder pad out of it.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is where we get the flashback bit, which I agree was a bit... Generic. Uh, yeah, 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 it was. Uh, the bit of character that, that I did like here, um, you know, in term- we talked about earlier that there's a lot of not not a lot of character for the mandalorian um but here he's like hey you know the leftovers uh you know leave it for the 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 orphans the found they were called uh uh you know and and put it towards you know one of them and this was interesting to me is okay uh he was one to that and and something i'm just gonna quick quick like mandalorian history thing Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know how canon this actually is anymore because uh you know a lot of stuff's changed um but traditionally um Mandalorians are not just a race of people uh, it's a it's a culture more than a race and so anyone can be adopted into a, a you know being a mandalorian uh, you know should they you know prove themselves worthy etc um and you know be part of that family and i assume that's kind of what he was i think that's what the flashbacks supposed to be getting at he was you know abandoned you know as, as a young child and was presumably adopted into being a mandalorian rather than born into it and that's probably why he's, you know, okay, you know, give it, give some for the the found, you know, because uh, he has presumably some sort of, you know, connection to, to them having been one himself. Mm.
0: Uh, and presumably, this stuff's hard to come by. That's why it's such a tantalizing job offer.
1: Yeah. Uh, traditionally, this stuff, uh, you know, I think we see some of it in this episode that it, you know it deflects the, the blaster bolts, but uh, it, it can, in in some you know uh, stories, uh, deflect their lightsabers as well. This this material. So it's very rare and expensive.
0: Oh, very very handy then for a
1: for, for a bounty hunter that might come up against such a thing.
0: Interesting, he chose to put his first
1: piece on the shoulder there. I
0: feel like I'd put it over my heart or something like that. But <laughs>
1: Yeah, well he's done the headpiece already. Because um, uh I, I believe the helmet is is that okay. already, Yeah, uh, that's what it looked like. Because um, even in the bar, you know, one of them comes up and says, hey, is that real Beskar steel? Steel? That's you know, uh what, what mm. takes him off. Um so I assume the helmet is already that, um, and the, the shoulder piece is what he, he gets next.
0: Yeah, the shoulder just feels like an odd choice for the next part. Like I feel, I feel like feel the I chest. If it's like a, maybe a, a right maybe... passage
1: here because the the armourer who's who's doing it, you know, she kind of decides. Hey, okay, well, this is a this is a, a shoulder plate. Uh, so I wonder if it's kind of like you you earn your way up. I I don't know. Um, I, I honestly have no idea on this bit. Yeah, so
0: he he flies off uh, to go to the planet uh, where they suspect this uh, target
1: is this uh this being uh <laughs> and yeah he's very little information on he's got you know no usual you know face thing looks but he's just got a, a basic tracker location and that he's 50 years old
0: yeah and he gets attacked by these monster things when he lands uh was it blorg i think he called him that sounds familiar uh and we get this uh this alien this farmer who is yes, an ugnaught he's an ugnaught yes is that something from other star wars
1: yeah yeah those have been around loads
0: okay so he saves them and he's like hey many bounty hunters have came trying to get to whatever these bandits this this group have got um you know and i've helped them and they'll die it's about i'll help you he's like well if they all died, i don't know if i want your help He's like no nope, you need my help because you have to you know raid one of these blogs and into- a- i have spoken yeah, well, it's do all the three. He says it three times. He says it in the first scene. Yeah. He says it here, and then he says it again right before he leaves him when he shows him, you know, where this area is. Uh, so we get like a little, you know, montage of him learning how to ride this thing, and then they travel across whatever land they have to travel, and they get to this, you know, this camp, this enemy camp. It, I'll be honest, this this last section, partly because of the droid, but also because of the type of camp it was, felt very Fallout to me. The whole thing felt very Fallout. Uh, but he, uh, you know. This 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 uh, bounty droid shows up and is you know shooting these bandits left and right. Uh, Mando jumps in to, to sort of help and they get bicker a little bit about like because first of all, they established he doesn't like droids earlier on and he's like, oh god, a droid. So again, he's he's kind of he's upset about this. But he's like, hey, we can split the bounty, blah blah blah. Let's not do this, and the droids like, yes, that'll be acceptable, and. It was a sort of running. I don't want to say it was a joke, almost, but like, it was a running thing where he, he keeps trying to self detonate, and he's like, "No, don't self detonate. We can still win this fight." Yeah, uh, kind of thing. I, so. I, I
1: think that is is less a joke and more. This is exactly why he doesn't like droids. They they play it so logically and. To the point, he's like, well, I'm outnumbered, right? Guess that's it, done. And he's like, no, I'm not having that.
0: Yeah, another big Western trope where it plays on here actually is the minigun. We get like a minigun blaster, uh, which he eventually gets a hold of and, and uses to sort of finish off the last them because you know because they kind of surround us a lot of them, Um so on and so on. Uh, but that, that's a big staple in a lot of westerns, especially spaghetti westerns. Is the it is? I did uh, smile when that rolled in. I was like, they're yeah, really good. Because I think it's the original Django, uh, where he's got it hiding in a coffin. He's like walking around with a coffin the whole movie, and then at the end he just he opens the coffin up and he's like, "Why well, has he got a coffin the whole movie?" And he just like this, he's got a big Gatling gun and say that he yeah. fires that's off at the bad guys. Uh, so you know that's that, and then so the big thing here. At the end of the episode, they get in and there's like a, you know, I mean, it doesn't look like a traditional like baby holder, but like you, you sort of get the sense that it is that because of the size. It's kind
1: of a, a cradle. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's like a closed cradle. And then it opens. And after, after that, when I first saw what was in there, my immediate thought is, oh, why is a Mogwai at a Star Wars thing? <laughs> because it looks like Gizmo had a shave. Uh, it does. <laughs> it looks like Gizmo. You're not wrong. And of it course, does. of course, it's it's one of Yoda's species. I don't, I don't even know what his species is called, but uh,
1: no one does. No, no one they, does. They, there they, they've never named it.
0: <laughs> uh, there you go. So, uh, Yo, 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 a young baby Yoda is in there. Not not Yoda himself, obviously, but there's a young baby of his his species. And uh, the droids like, okay, take me kill this thing. And he's like, wait, no, 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 no. we get more if we take it alive. Nope, orders were very clear. I need to kill it. And despite the fact that obviously he's been helping this droid out, uh, it does the whole fake out where you hear the blast, but it's actually him shooting the... And it was at this moment, it was at this moment right before the droid was going to shoot Baby Yoda, which is what I'm going to call him until I have a better...
1: Until we get him better, yeah. No, yeah.
0: oh, I'm fine with that. Um, I thought, okay, before we end here, this is kind of the moment where you can give me some some reason to care about him. Because up until this point, I have no reason to root for this character, right? He's been doing a lot of cool things. It's looked kind of impressive, but I've had no reason to root for him. But this could be the moment where he chooses to save this this baby's life because he's a good person and that'll make me care just a little bit about him. But it doesn't do it in a clear way where that's what, why he's done it because he still sort of goes, well, he may just want the extra payday. <laughs> this may I not actually...
1: No, I'm with you because it's frustrating because you want the clear moral choice to be like, this is why I'm rooting for this guy. And maybe that is exactly what it is in the end. He, he, but also, he can be
0: a vicious dick. He can he can be like the shades of grey hero, sure. But let me know that deep down he'll do the right thing when
1: push comes to shove. Right? He, he won't kill the baby. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, with it. But at the same time, in the back of your head, no matter you know, you, you can be going, oh, he's doing this because it's the baby, right? But in the back of your head, it's does he just want the money? you know is he just after the bigger payout
0: and don't get me wrong that could be true and then obviously he will have a change of heart of an arc that will get to the point where he does care about him. and in fact if i was to make a guess what this show is going to be based on this ending it's going to be star wars's version of lone wolf and cub it's going to be him bonding and training this this baby yoda um possibly i
1: can think of worse things for the for the show to be
0: um which again plays into the whole samurai western style kind yeah. of narrative. like uh, it
1: works yeah just some, something interesting here as well is that, you know, uh, the, the, the droid, I think I G 11, I think the designation um, is uh, you know, says, you know, no, you know, you know, you know, it was very clear that, you know, it, it should be terminated. Um, Who hired him? Where it raises the question, was he hired by the same people? And there's, you know, alternate messages going around or was this someone else which I think is the more likely answer. yeah
0: I don't think it's the same I I think it's I think that the real question here is okay who hired him then so we've got a third party who's also wants this this baby and in that case I, I expect that'll be our main antagonist for the season now don't get me wrong I kind of expect Werner Herzog and his crew to be antagonist by the end as well but at least for now, I feel like this third party who'll probably because you know like Ming Na Wen's in this show; she's not shown up yet, but she's credited as an assassin. I'm going to assume yeah. she's going to be an assassin who's against uh, O'Mando here. Uh,
1: you, you would assume uh, that's yeah. You know, what would I expect?
0: I could be wrong, but that that would just be my guess. Uh, yeah,
1: no, I'm with you. Um, also, you know, we we see how how he shoots the droid in the head. I will be very surprised if they they don't repair him and get him back up and going because you know this is uh, Tekevatiti voice in the the droid and. Was been a huge part of the marketing and uh, has been like, oh no, he's a main character, and you know m- maybe you know that that's a big fake out and that's it. But it's uh, you know it's a droid. It's easily that that they can fix it and bring it back and kind uh, of play I, with that. I, I either
0: fix it or just there's another droid with the same voice because they're off a of manufacturing line.
1: It could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it is a the the IG series. There's quite a few of them already in Star Wars. I think it's notable that they chose to. They created a new one. This is IG eleven instead of like eighty eight or you know, which is, is the, the most famous one, which was, you know, in, in the the lineup on, in Empire. Um and I think they said they chose to, the you know to do a new droid instead of that one. Because, you know, the, that that one had a lot of stories in expanded universe and why bother, you know, redoing something that will just piss people off and we can just make a new droid and everyone's happy. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah, that's fair
0: so it's it's it feels weird judging this to a point because it does feel like it's too early in the story to give such a you know a, a, an opinion but the thing is it's a TV show and TV shows should by chapter by chapter be able to be judged so I guess in a way it kind of feels to an extent as a TV show now admittedly will that matter when we have all eight episodes and it tells us great you know potential four hour t- well I'll be closer to eight but like well it depends how long the episodes are right yeah, now,
1: some of them could be an hour long now after yeah. this for all we know
0: but I mean, yeah, between, you know, probably five and eight hours long, right? Something in that range. It, could it be one big great movie at that length that, yeah, chapter by chapter, it's kind of weirdly on, like, this has an ending, like, this moment at the end where the baby's hand's coming up and he's
1: going to touch it, like, it's an ending shot. It feels like the climax of something. Oh, absolutely. But uh, the, the episode as a whole is paced towards the fact that you're like, okay, and the rest?
0: Yeah, it, it definitely felt like oh, and maybe it maybe it, it benefits this week that the second episode is coming a bit sooner. It's coming, you know, later Friday on this week as opposed of to whole week, yeah. yeah. So you know that 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 could work in its favor. Um, but I can't deny that I gen- generally was into what I was watching. I liked that it kept itself quiet. I kept I liked that. It, uh, I like the visual style for the most part. It looked kind of gritty. Um, it was going yeah. for something. Um, and not a single mention of Jedi or the stupid Force.
1: No, and don't get me wrong. There might be mentions at points, sure, um, but, but I, I, that... I wouldn't expect to, you know, have it as a huge part of the show. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to throw a fit if you know seven episodes in, there's like one little reference to the Jedi. But I think there's a statement being made by not having any of that brought up at all in episode uh, in one. In the
1: first episode, yeah, I agree. Uh, it is a statement of we are doing something different, and it feels like something different in in a, in a very positive way. Yes. So I'll is, do it, episode- is this you saying I- you're willing to
0: do more? I'll do episode two. I'll see where episode two shakes <laughs> out, okay?
1: <laughs> well, all I'm saying is this is a huge, huge you know, advancement of where we were not even a week ago. <laughs> where, like three days ago you're like oh I've gotta watch this stupid Mandalorian <laughs> show. <laughs> Go back and watch any time we have spoken about this show on the TV news and Pete's reactions are glorious in comparison to this. The last
0: Star Wars thing I saw was Last Jedi, which I didn't like, and not for the same reasons that a lot of Star Wars people don't like it. No, no,
1: different reasons,
0: I know. Uh, I'm making that clear for the people at home. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I just, like, you know, I'm not the biggest Star Wars guy, and when it falls into its own trappings, I tend to just get really disinterested. And it doesn't help the fact that I think the weakest part of Star Wars lore is Jedi and the Force, and like... You know, it's, it's partly why I think Firefly is so much better, because it gets rid of all that shit and just has the Han Solo character. It's so much <laughs> better. <laughs> <sighs> so, there you go.
1: This this is kind of like your gritty Firefly show in the Star Wars universe, isn't it?
0: Yes. Oh, just to, James was making some bold claims. A friend James was making some claims about Mandalorian will probably be better than Firefly. And I want to make this very clear right now. It is not.
1: <laughs> it is not
0: yet hey look firefly is in my top five shows of all time it's going to have to pull off some pretty impressive feats to Do touch you know
1: it i i love star wars there's been a lot you know very well established over the course of this last 40 minutes or so
0: mm-hmm.
1: i also really quite like firefly it's very good so yeah no it's a, it's a very high bar to say this will be better than firefly uh, and
0: our next review of firefly is coming soon by the way guys i know it's been a little bit of a break it is well, gonna we'll be busy, but we'll be back to Firefly very soon. We've got four episodes, I think, left, and then the movie. But yep. um yeah, so I'll watch episode two. We'll we'll go from there. We'll see what's what's he happening. begrudgingly didn't hate it. <laughs> Look, people think I have a bias, right? And I think I, I have been I, I think I have been more than willing to show that when the, the when it when it's good. I'll actually respond to the goodness of it.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay.
0: But Rogue One and Last Jedi were not good for a variety of reasons, and... Uh, force awakens is, is is definitely more fun although what's funny actually i was talking about this recently i was talking to you about it in the comments podcast a little bit uh, about the formula of these like sequels that come years later kind of like doing a bit of both like being a bit of yeah. the sequel to the old stuff but setting up the new stuff uh, and how i wonder if i watch force awakens now after halloween 2018 after terminator dark fate and after uh, even jurassic world i throw in there because they all have a formula they're all adhering to
1: they do. It's something we've we've spoken about on uh, like the, the the TV multiverse show. We talk about the CW shows how we we're kind of over those right now, mm-hmm. and and you know there was a time where we were quite into some of them, and we wonder was it just that we weren't sick of the formula? If we went back and watched what we thought was the good stuff, would mm. we kind of be sick of it? And I, I no, I, I absolutely get because when Force Awakens came out, this wasn't a formula yet.
0: No, um, so I like I like my my. My takeaway from this, and something that I would say for all franchises that anyone wants to continue in some some way, for the most part, barring some exceptions, where maybe there is a genuine kind of link in to continue it in the way it was, do something different, do something new, and don't just rely upon what the thing was before. Don't rely upon referencing things from the old movies or whatever it is. Because ultimately, no matter what it is, and I said this about Terminator Dark Fate, is that no matter how good a new Terminator movie might be, and that that movie is is okay, it has its problems. It's not great. Um, but no matter how good, even if James Cameron himself came in and directed a Terminator movie, it would never. At this point, we're so far gone, it would never feel like the real Terminator Three. That that movie is never going to happen. It just can't exist now. It's impossible. And hell, I mean, hell Look at George Lucas. He came back and did his own Star Wars movies years later, and the large majority of people will happily agree that those feel like they're they're this weird, extra, disc, like most people, if they want to, can just watch the original trilogy, have the story end at Jedi, and you've got a nice, satisfying conclusion and a story, you know, that, that ends, right? And even if you I, like it, the new trilogy, it still feels like a sort of additional thing that's added on, right? Where I I, I I, kind of, how would I put it this way? It's like, you know, like when I'm watching the original Star Wars trilogy and I'm watching the, the first two Terminators, right? I'm never going to be thinking that Oh, this is the story's definitely going to do whatever this sequel twenty years later did is actually going to happen next. For me, the story still kind of ends where the original ending was, and then there's like a sort of expansion that you can choose. It's, it's almost like it's kind of like what the expanded universe was in the first place, right? These new movies and new TV shows are expanded universe to me versus the original trilogy or whatever it no, was. No, I,
1: I can appreciate that. Like, my I think this is just uh, my brain's wired slightly differently that I can just accept these things and go with it. Um, I think. Because even when you
0: bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger and you bring back Linda Hamilton and you have you know all these things, ultimately thirty years have passed. They all look ancient. It just feels different. It doesn't feel like it's the same world anymore, and it just doesn't feel like it's the, the true continuation. It feels like no, the story ended in nineteen ninety one, and that's just you yeah. we are still with this,
1: before. I think that's partly why this could be such a strong success, uh, even to, for people like you. Is that this does feel very different? No, I, yes, it's set after the, the you know after Jedi, but it's not a continuation. No, I mean, if you go back and look at
0: my Rogue One review, I I did nothing but yell about how they were relying on nostalgia and relying on things. They didn't, they didn't make us care about anything in that movie based on its own merit. It was all, here, here's the things, here's the reason why you should care, because you already care about this. Um, that's we a failure. No
1: heart for <laughs> I, I, you for know, K2SO.
0: And I love Alan Tudyk, as you know, but I did not like that droid you got problems. Not only like that, droid. Anyway, and the reason why I'm bringing Terminator in this is because Terminator is a franchise that I do love the way Connor loves Star Wars. So yes. I'm, I'm using so it's that as a fair as, comparison. Yeah. Uh, so, but there you go. That's episode one of The Mandalorian. So we'll be back then on Friday with episode two review. Uh, for sometime friday night so look forward to that uh you can let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below like and subscribe and ding the bell on youtube if you want to make sure you get the notifications and if you want to support us uh, we mentioned patreon earlier to support us financially but you can also do it uh, by rating the audio podcast on apple podcast give us five stars rate a review it helps us out a lot it spreads the show out to more people and uh yeah that's pretty much it i uh, on twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates and uh, check out all the reviews we have. Me and Connor review Mr. Robot on a weekly basis right now. Me and Tara have been reviewing Watchmen. In fact, the uh, the episode 4 review of Watchmen will be up early tomorrow, so, you know, I don't know, however long after this. Um, so you can look forward to uh, to those. So thank you once again for watching or listening, we always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?